Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Super Together. I'm James Cochran, and with me today is the esteemed Right Reverend Claire <laughs> Lozano. Um, I don't know if any of those titles are true or accurate, but she's here with me today to talk about community. But before we jump into that, Claire, who who are you? Uh, well, Claire um, is quite a few things. I wear a lot of hats, um, but in my professional life, I'm the pastor at Heritage Presbyterian Church um, in South Olathe. I um, am also a mom to two girls and wife to a husband, George. We have um, a small farm as well. So on top of all those things, I'm also a pig farmer. I raise Idaho pasture pigs on 10 acres of land out in Spring Hill, Kansas. So lots of hats, lots of things. And as of like a week ago, you've got a lot more pigs than you used to have. Yes. Yes. We had 17 piglets a week ago Friday. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like my favorite time of year around here uh, whenever we have piglets. Piglets They're super fun. Yeah, yeah, pigle season is the best. Cool. We get it twice a year. So living it up right now. Cool. Well, Claire, you know, we are a relationships podcast. And we spend a lot of time talking about partnered relationships. But our original vision for this podcast included really all kinds of relationships, family relationships, relationships with our friends. And I know through your work at Heritage um, and just through some conversations that we have that building, strengthening community is something that you care a lot about. And so I'm just, I, I would love to hear what do you see as, like, what does it take for a community to succeed, to be healthy, to thrive in the world that we live in? Yeah, I think what is really critical to true and authentic community, um, and there's plenty of instances of the opposite of that, um, but what we've really been seeking to cultivate is a true authentic community. And like what is obviously like in any relationship, like trust is huge in that. Um, And creating an environment where people uh, can trust the community around them to be vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. Because for relationships to, in my mind, to be life-giving, for community to be life-giving, it's got to be real. Um, And the only way we can experience real belonging is to show up with our real selves. Um, I love Brene Brown's work. um, And she... Mm -hmm wrote a book recently, Braving the Wilderness. And this was the subject of it was just that if we show up with kind of a, you know, a false version of ourselves or, you know, with some masks on a superficial version of ourselves to community, then we're not going to experience real belonging. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people may love on us and accept us, but it's not the real us and we know it. Right. So we, um, you know, they love and accept this false version of ourselves. And so it doesn't really feel like we really belong. It's just this kind of, you know, uh, version of ourselves we put out there that isn't true. So, you know, creating a culture in an environment where 
people can really trust that if I show up with my real self and I'm vulnerable and show like the good, the bad and the ugly <laughs> to the people around me, mm-hmm. that they're not going to, they're not going to bail, right? Like they're going to hang in mm-hmm. and love me for all of it. Right. Um, and, uh, and that, when that happens, I think that's when we really find ourselves um, belonging, which I think is one of those innate needs in us. Like, I think it is, Mm-hmm. core to us to be um accepted and feel like we belong for who we really are uh feel like we are loved for who we really are yeah i really like that idea of separating this idea there's there's community but what you're looking for and maybe what i think all of us are looking for individually to be a part of are true and authentic communities places where we can receive kind of unconditional belonging. There's an entire therapeutic paradigm um, built around this idea of unconditional positive regard or universal self-acceptance or acceptance of others. And that is hard to find. A lot of the communities that I think that we jump into, either we assume that there is some other version of ourselves that we have to be, or that community sort of, you know, exudes or communicates that same idea that, you know, Hey, to, to be, to fit in here, you have to, you have to dress a certain way. You have to be a certain kind of put together. Uh, and so I think that that is, you know, I, I was a part of a church when I was in college and I just remember every time I came in, I was just like, man, I am not cool enough to be here. And <laughs> I, and it, it made it really hard to, to be free, yeah. to feel like I could be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, there was this Q and a thing that was happening one time and, um, I had this thing that I really wanted to say, and I stood up and I said it. And then when I got back down, my heart was like racing and I was like sweating. I, I almost had like a mm. mini anxiety attack just because I was speaking in front of that group. Um, so yeah. I think that part of what you're pointing to is this idea that the, the best kind of community, the best version of community is one where we feel just total freedom to be exactly who we are, uh, that we don't have to be anxious that who we are is not going to be received well. Um, so as you look at the, the world that we live in, um, as someone trying to build community, what do, you, what do you see at kind of the individual level, but also maybe the cultural level that make it hard for communities to to be what we want them to be or make it hard for us to sort of exist inside those communities? So I think one of the challenges is that building that kind of community, like that takes time, right? And investment, right? Mm -hmm. It takes people being willing to go deep Um, and going deep with one another requires that you're you're there, (laughs) you know, that you show Mm -hmm. up and that you're present to each other. I think um, that, and that you're present to yourself, right? So, you know, I just think it's been interesting this season that we're living in um, where, everything has slowed down um, for most Mm -hmm. of us. And I recognize that's not true for everybody. Um, I'm not a first responder who's working 12 hour shifts. So, but for a lot of my community, uh, things have slowed down um, for a lot of people. And there's just a lot of the things that used to fill our schedules um, aren't there, right? They've been canceled or postponed. And, um, and it's, it's for me, just made me realize just how, you know, just the pace we keep um, and how mm-hmm. full our calendars are. And that's true for me, even though like intentional relationship and community is super important and a massive priority in my life. My cal, you know, just running the normal 
you know, rat race with kids and activities and work and, you know, it's, it's, it, life is full and busy. Um, and that can at times just get in the way of really being present, um, both to ourselves. Cause you know, I think to, in, to be able to step into community authentically and vulnerably, like you, you gotta have some self-awareness and you have to be present to your own, um, self to be able to do that and engage others. And then you have to be willing to take the time to really be with people, right. To not just be like, Hey, how are you doing? And expect a one word response and mm-hmm. keep moving, but really care about what's going on in the other person's life and be willing to give of your time and your attention and your presence to them. Um, I think we're hungry for it. Um, I think we're hungry for those mm-hmm. kind of relationships and community because, so much of life is lived at such a quick pace. Um, I really believe though relationships and community of that quality is really what is at the heart of life. I think it's what brings us joy. I think it uh, really can help us become fully alive. Uh, but there's it's it can be pretty countercultural um, in the times we're living in mm-hmm. uh, to engage uh, like that with one another. Yeah. I think it's so, it's interesting to me that you look at this sort of requisite investment. There is a, you know, you might need to be a part of a community for a long time before it starts to feel like community. And that is something I think culturally we have a hard time with. We want to like, you know, jump in and feel like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the place for me, you know, and we may have inklings of that, but to really feel like we can be our most authentic selves in those spaces, as you said, might, might take a lot of time and it doesn't just take time for me. It takes time for the rest of the community. You know, if it's, if it's me and 10 people and I'm the only one that shows up every week or, you know, there's, or it's me and then there's one other person, but they sort of take turns in terms of who shows up. Is it really a community um, in terms of its capacity to hold me at my best and at my worst? So, yeah, I, I, I certainly see that too as a, as a sort of cultural community barrier. And I think we want people as they listen to this to feel like, okay, well, what is it, what does it really take for me to be a part of thriving communities to what do I want to find in a community? And I think part of the encouragement that we can offer is that it's, if it doesn't, if you step into a place and it doesn't feel like community today, that doesn't mean that you need to just bounce, you know, that it it may be a place that you need to continue to invest in over time because immediately it might, you know, there may be all kinds of reasons why it doesn't necessarily feel that way, but that vulnerability is something or that capacity for vulnerability is something that grows in us the more we invest uh, in those spaces. Is that, is that a fair extrapolation of what you're saying? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely believe that's true. Like the more, uh, we dig in and share of ourselves and show up, the more, uh, we're going to feel connected, the more, you know, relationships Mm -hmm. will grow and trust will grow over time. Um, and that, yeah, it takes intention and, um, I do think, you know, I, it's funny. We have a lot of people, we always ask people as they're kind of taking the step to commit more to our community, you know, what first brought them to us and then what made them stick around. And it's, it's funny. Some people I've, I've one 
member of our community that literally like drove into the parking lot on a day when no one was there and just knew <laughs> it was like it hurt your toe. You know, it's just funny. So I do, there is some like initial like gut intuition, you know, um, that mm-hmm. I think can help us get a feel of like, okay, you know, I'm this, this has, you know, the makings of a place I might be able to put some roots down. Uh, but getting to a place where you really feel rooted and grounded in a part of things, uh, that does, it takes time and some investment. Yeah. So when you think about, you've, you've alluded to this moment that we're in yeah. historically, I, I, I feel like the word historic feels like the way I want to describe this moment. Yeah. Uh, as you, as you think about this, it, how has it shaped your understanding of what it takes to do community well, you know, thinking again about those, what's essential, what's not essential. So I, I'm just curious if any of what is going on now has informed uh, or changed your sense of what a healthy community is and can be. Uh, it's it's been really interesting having, you know, I think churches in particular a lot of times can get lost in their buildings, right? Like they the building mm-hmm. can become the identity, the place. Um, so it's been interesting you know, live in life together now for four or five weeks uh, with no building and not being able to gather in person. Uh, but I've watched our, you know, the community that we've worked really hard to cultivate um, over the years uh, just continue to grow and flourish in this season um, because even I will be super grateful for the time when we can gather together again, uh, because Mm -hmm. presence and physical presence is obviously huge. Uh, but those relationships and, uh, the ongoing growth that, uh, can Mm -hmm. occur even in these times, right. Uh, has really blown me away just seeing the fruit of that. Um, and, you know, when you walk through challenges together, like there's just something in that that forges different kind of bonds, you know, when you are yeah. in the thick of the hard stuff together. Um, and I think we're all in a place where we're having to confront difficult things, you know, like we're having to confront our own mortality. We're having to confront our sense of security, whether that be, you know, the security of our physical health or our financial security. There's just so much uncertainty. There's lots um, that we could be responding to with, you know, fear and, you know, a lot of those emotions swirling around. And this is when community matters the most, right? Like when I have found myself um, in the midst of these days, there are just days that are hard. And I personally, I don't, things are in my personal world, things are more than fine. Uh, but still living in these times when there's so much uncertainty, uh, there's so much unknown about, you know, what the next stretch of the road is going to look like and the long-term impacts of all of this. It's just, there's just days where it is emotionally hard. And I've found um, what pulls me out of my funk every time is getting on, you know, whether it be a Zoom chat or, you know, an app where I get to video chat with friends and just just mm-hmm. being real and vulnerable mm-hmm. and naming what is hard and crying about it and laughing about it. 
with somebody uh, who I can trust, right? To receive mm -hmm. my vulnerability and hold it with grace and uh, who I know I will do the same for. Um, that is the thing that is getting me through. Um, and so yeah. I, you know, I think when we in community face challenges together, like it's just this opportunity for those bonds of trust to be strengthened, right? Because we're all, I think we're all feeling more vulnerable than we normally do, right? And if we're willing to trust somebody with that and they hold that and receive that and carry that with us, uh, you know, our ties to them um, are just strengthened all the more. I keep using the word tether. Um, I just mm. uh, like with some dear friends and, you know, I'm just like, I'm so grateful I'm tethered to you in these times. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's what feels like um, is really kind of holding me up and I'm watching it yeah. hold my people up as I watch them kind of live these days together too. So the second part of the question about how we are being shaped by this season is one, I think that it throws into really sharp relief what really matters, what doesn't matter quite as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the second part of that question is, how do you think will be changed? A, a church, a community center, and any sort of organization prior to this season has a sort of slate of programs, things that they do on a regular basis, a, yeah. a way of engaging their community. Um, what do you see as being different in, in what I am starting to call the aftertimes? Um, you know, yeah. the, cause I don't, I don't think like nor normal won't be the right way to describe it, you no. know, but the, yeah, in no, the no. after, in the aftertimes, what do you see as, uh, being different in the way that you engage community? You know, this is what I've been thinking about a lot and kind of, we're in the midst of a sermon series uh, where this is really the question I'm asking people um, and saying like, we don't want to waste this. Like there's a uh, growth that can come out of this season. If we're reflective about mm -hmm. it, I've heard, you know, I've just had too many people like, I can't get wait. I can't wait to get back to normal. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't know that I want to get back to what that normal looked mm -hmm. like personally. Like, and let's be thinking about, you know, what, what is the difference between the quality of our life before this and, and this season and what that might have to say about this season after? Um, and, you know, that's a question I'm still pondering and asking, uh, but I do, I don't, you know, I think there, this season is just inviting us to really focus and name what is most important. Um, mm -hmm. And there is a lot of energy spent and money spent and time spent on things that do not feel central to me, you know, now as I find myself here, you know, and what feels central to me um, is what we're talking about today, right? It's, it's relationships, it's community, it's caring for one another, it's recognizing like our deep connectedness. Um, I think one of the gifts of this season is, is just this reminder that like the welfare of you is connected to the welfare of me is connected to the welfare of us all. Like mm -hmm. we are way more connected even globally than I think we recognize. Um, but a global pandemic will make you see it real fast. Right. Um, and so how do we, you know, how do we care for one another? And I think, I think, you know, from, our Christian tradition, like in, in our communities, I hope that there is a real 
return to focus on what is kind of core to our faith um, and mm-hmm. which is the love of God and love of neighbor, right? And how uh, how we live out that love in real and tangible ways. Um, and that some of the just, you know, I think churches are like any other piece of society, right? Like we create our own busyness, you know, and our own mm-hmm. uh, things to do through programming and things like that. Um, and I, my hunch is that there's just going to be a return to center if, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're paying attention, right? And listening to, yeah. I think, what God is inviting us to in and through this. Yeah. Well, I think that that is a valuable lesson for any person, institution, anybody that has a responsibility to people or communities is to say, you know, there's, there may be an instinct to say, okay, let's get back to normal. Uh, But really to challenge that urge and to say, what, what first do I, what have I learned that I appreciate about normal and that I don't appreciate about normal and how can I be, whether whether the thing that I'm being faithful to is my faith or it is to um, just just the best way of doing a book club or the best way of doing a, a running group or wh- whatever it is that we are connected to, uh, really engaging the question with some intentionality, how do I return my focus to what is important? Because I think that we as communities, we, we find a way of saying, oh, well, this thing is really important to us. Um, or this will help us do this, and then this will help us do that, and then this will help us do this next thing. And then before we know it, there are all of these uh, satellites sort of orbiting around us that we say all of these things are integral to what we do. Um, and a moment like this really just knocks you back to a place of saying, oh, wait, you know, we, we accrued these things over time, but none of these things are really that essential uh, to who we are and what we want to be. Um, so getting back to those basics, I think, is a is an yeah. important step for every community to take in this season of time. It just reminded me of, um, you know, like when you host a holiday dinner and I'm a person that like mm-hmm. cares a lot about like what the table looks like and, you know, having all the mm-hmm. things. And like I've had I've had moments of those where I've put tons of energy and everything looking right and being perfect. And then like I'm so stressed out, like I miss the whole point, which is the community gathered. Right. And that's the kind of. Yeah. You know, like I think um, any kind of community that gathers, like really, you know, what of what we do really fosters true and authentic relationship and what is kind of just extra that we used to spend a lot of time and energy on. Well, uh, Claire Lozano, uh, pastor at Heritage Presbyterian Church in South Olathe. What's how do, what's the website for your for the church? Yeah, heritagepresolatha.com. Um you can also find us mm-hmm. on Facebook and all the social media places too. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for a way to get connected with um, some intentional authentic community, that's a place uh, where I think we can uh, have confidence that that is happening. Well, I appreciate you being here. Um, and for our regular listeners, you can continue to catch us on Tuesdays and Fridays, which is when our shows drop. Claire, as we sign off, uh, I've been asking our special guest to, to do the sign off with us. And we just end by saying, be well. Uh, so I'll stop talking here in a second, and then you can close this out. Sounds good. Be well. Be well.